what's going on? Nick Kirby here, and welcome back to Chatterbox Reds, proudly sponsored by DSC Commodities. Well, on yesterday's podcast, we talked about the signing of relief pitcher Emilio Pagan, and that quickly became old news as in the middle of the night, the Reds were at it again. As it was reported, the Reds signed right-handed pitcher Nick Martinez to a two-year deal. Uh, the deal will be reportedly worth $24 million guaranteed over two years. That, according to Jeff Passan, Martinez will get $14 million in 2024 with a player option for 2025. I'll tell you a little bit more about Martinez in a second, but before we get to that and also later on, a conversation about both of the red signings from off the bench. I wanted to tell you about our proud sponsor, Deep South Commodities. DSC is a leader in renewable commodities for biofuel production, specializing in used cooking oil collection, aggregation, and sales. Visit www.deepsouthcommodities.com for more information. Thanks, as always, to our friends at DSC. All right, so a little bit more about Nick Martinez. He originally came up through the Rangers organization, had a tough last couple of years in the big leagues, and then he went over to Japan from 2018 through 2021 to kind of help reestablish his value. He signed back with the Padres in 2022 and put together two really solid seasons in San Diego. Over the last two years, he threw 216 innings with a 3.45 ERA. Only 19 of his 110 appearances were were starts. Uh, he's got a pretty average strikeout, walk, and home run rate. But the thing that makes him really attractive uh, to Cincinnati is that he has the 13th best ground ball rate of any pitcher with over 200 innings pitched over the last two seasons. And he is just barely above our own Graham Ashcraft, just 0.01 percentage points behind him. Uh, It sounds like the Reds will probably give Martinez a chance to stick in the rotation, uh, but I'm sure that his flexibility of being able to start and being able to relieve, um, be able to provide bulk and multiple innings in different uh, facets is very attractive to uh, Nick Crawl and the Reds. Essentially, it appears like Nick Martinez is basically an upgraded version of what Ben Lively provided for the Reds last season. All right, we will have a lot more on Martinez in the upcoming days ahead. But I did want to remind you that I will be at Reds Fest on Saturday from 11 to 1 with Justin Kenner of ESPN Radio, 1410 AM in Dayton. Justin has been kind enough to invite me to co-host their live broadcast from Reds Fest, where we will get to interview some of the players and personnel. So if you're there, please stop by, say hello. Uh, If you can't make it, be sure to tune in to 1410 AM. And we're also hoping to get some of those interviews up on YouTube and in your podcast feed also down the road. Love to say hi to you at Reds Fest if you're there on Saturday. I will not be there on Friday, uh, but on Friday morning I will be in studio and off the bench in lovely Hamilton, Ohio. I just got into Cincinnati late on Thursday night, uh, and that show, of course, comes your way Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. So I hope that you will tune into that. And speaking of off the bench, the fellas, Tom Brenneman, our fearless leader, Trace Fowler, Reed Mouse, Elliot Rearing, and Casey McAllister weighed in on the Reds' two signings on Thursday morning show. Here's what the guys had to say. All right. Onward we go to the Red Legs. Let's start around the room. Elliot, I'll begin with you. Please tell me your thoughts of the Red Legs and their two moves. 
Yeah, I listen. I think both of them are very good. I I, I requested that the Reds get a couple relievers to, to to bolster the bullpen, and that's what they've done here. I think Nick Martinez is going going to be probably a fifth starter. He's gonna read read told me before he's gonna go back and forth. I would bet. I would. I mean, it depends. I think they're gonna go out and get another starter anyway. But as of this moment, I believe he'll at least start the year off as a starter, and we'll go from there. I think the bullpen's damn good as of right now. I think Pagan's damn good. So these are very good moves. This is a very good start from Nick Crawl and the Reds. I didn't expect it, if I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't have a lot of hope that Nick Crawl was going to go out and do this. I was proven wrong. I think both of them are decent contracts. Nick Martinez has the opt-out, which usually they always take that. But to each their own this year, uh, we're going to be good. I think I think they're going to go, go out and get one more starter, and I think they're going to get one more right-handed bat. I don't know where, but I think it's going to be a, a, an outfielder right-handed bat. But this is a damn good start for the Cincinnati Reds. As a Cubby fan, a little concerned? <laughs> Hell no, Tom. Come on, get out of here. Uh, I, I, I will say this. You know, the, Nick Martinez hasn't started more than 10 games since 2017 yep. before he went in, uh, to Japan and stuff like that. He started 10 games each of the last two years. But if you look at it just what you got on paper, right? You get Nick Martinez for $14 million, You get Emilio Pagan for $6 million a year. That's $20 million tied up into production that was around 180, 190 innings. That's a good starting pitch. Yes. Like if you want to, if you just want to extrapolate innings pitch and what you get out of two guys, you're paying $20 million for two very productive arms that are going to get you about 180 innings, 190 innings right then and there. So yeah, that's a very good signing. When you got a, when you had the pitching troubles that the Reds had all, all last year, these are two great arms to help bolster that and just get them towards the end of the year. And I think uh, the good thing about Nick Martinez is I don't I don't believe at this very moment that he's going to be a permanent fixture in the rotation. But when inevitably one of the young guys go down, you know, it's a long season, an arm's going to go down. This is where Nick Martinez can come in and he can fill a role and, you know, throw four innings, five innings, and you get a productive arm out of it. So, yeah. Trace, you're, you're the host, co-host of one of the most popular baseball shows there is out there. I don't know what that, that, that that's Nick Kirby. Um, you are the co-host with yeah. Nick Kirby, who will be but in studio, by the way, tomorrow. Soon. We're yep. excited about Reds that. Fest, uh, yes. right around the corner. Reds yes. Fest tomorrow. Um, I don't want to sound like, uh, I, I, I like keeping it real, right? Like these moves are good moves. These moves aren't like, oh my God, like let's, let's, right. let's, 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 let's get fired up and go down to Reds Fest. Like we're back, baby. I'm not trying to take away any optimism for people that, 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 that want to feel that way. Um, the Pagan kid, and for all intents and purposes, he's Derek Law-ish. Um, I know you might not like to hear that, but that's kind of the way I, I would explain, perceive it to explain be. Explain that. Yeah, explain Well, I mean, Derek that. Law was a very serviceable arm last year. I wouldn't say he was high leverage a whole lot. They was He was high leverage when they had to make him uh, high leverage. But he, he's not a guy that you're bringing out of the bullpen when you, when you have a plethora of options. You're not picking him relatively first, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. And I would say he's actually more or less down the middle to the bottom of the pack um, when it comes to serviceable arms and high leverage situations. That's what he is. It's, it's, it's a good signing. I'm not here to downplay it by any means. But... You know, for those that think that, that this is a huge deal, I would just tell you that the Minnesota Twins last year played in a wild card round, uh, a best of three series. They used five relievers, and he was not one of them in the entire series. Yep. He did throw two scoreless innings against the Astros the very next series, so I'm not downplaying it. But again, I'm not, it's, and I don't know who's really getting out there and saying, oh, if, you know, if, if, you're, if you're excited for a guy like Sam Mole to come in, you should also be excited for a guy like, 
like Pagan to come in. But again, this is aren't Alexis Diaz walking through the door. And I don't think anyone's saying that. The other side of the aisle uh, with Martinez is a little more interesting because I think that Nick Crawl even said a few weeks ago, Tom, that they were looking for guys that could maybe like, you know, swing. They could they could uh, they could they could be starters at times, but they also could eat up innings in the bullpen, and that's exactly what he is, right? And I think that that's something to get a little excited about because we need depth. We don't know what we have in the start line, uh, the starting rotation. Yes, we can sit here and name all the names, and we've done it a yeah. thousand times. Go ahead, list all seven of them, and oh, who's going to get a spot in the starting rotation? Well, it's going to sort itself out. Um, I hope Nick Lodolo figures it out, but they've even said, Nick Lodolo's even admitted that he's frustrated that it's taking longer than he mm-hmm. wanted it to be. He's hoping to be ready by spring training. Yep. I mean, he's hoping to be ready by spring training is not a very, that's not, no. that's not something that I'm nope. getting excited about. So it's nice to know, like Reed said, if a guy gets hurt, this guy can throw four innings to start a game. He can be a, he could even be like a, a guy that comes in after an opener. Perhaps you throw a guy for an inning, he goes four or five innings. But, uh, but, it's, but, but if, if Tyler Glass now gets signed, then like, hey, let's all pack our bags up, go down to Reds Fest and get really fired up about it. That's kind of my point. Uh, for me, just from a standpoint, because we all know I'm not the baseball expert here in this room, but from a roster construction standpoint, when you look across the teams in many different leagues, they said, yeah, our bullpen was good. Let's make it a strength now. Let's go add to it and make it a true top of the top of the line, top depth in the league. And that's what they did. And I love moves like that across all different leagues. So I think it's a great move. The two moves that they made for bullpen guys, one that could potentially swing, like Trey said, that's great. Those are great moves for the Reds. There's no, that's a great point, Casey. I mean, it's a phenomenal point because that's exactly what they've done. They, they've gone out and they have improved an area of their team, which let's face it, when the season started last year, the bullpen looked like it was going to be awful. And it became a major strength, really, at the end of the day for this yep. team. Now you're looking to turn it into a completely shut down bullpen. That's what your goal is. Now, the one thing we've all learned about, you know, bullpens, if you're watching up baseball is, man, you, you really, at the end of the day, and this is every team, this is not the Reds, it's, it's everybody. You are rolling the dice and hoping that guys like, and we joke around a lot about it, okay? But like Sam Mole, he came over last year, right? This guy's been around a while. He's had some good times and not so good times. He threw the ball well when he came to the Reds. Ian Jabot. Ian is what he is. Last year, he took the ball all the time, and by and large, he pitched great. You know, last year, you tried the Ben Livelys and the, and the, uh, the Buck Farmers and those kinds of guys. Well, now you're plugging those holes with potentially Martinez and certainly Pagan. And you're banking on your closer being great again. So, you know, the bullpen is always, in my opinion, always has been the biggest roll of the dice for every team when a season begins. You can think, man, we got a terrible bullpen. And I think all of us thought the Reds had a terrible bullpen going into last year, and they proved it for about a month. And then all of a sudden, they were lights out. And then you can think you got a great bullpen going in the year, and this guy's not quite, that guy's not quite the same. You know, and the next thing you know, you're scrambling around. You know, here's the only issue I have, and I brought it up yesterday. I am, I am all in on them making these moves. I didn't see it coming. Uh, Nick Crawl's on his game. We're big fans of Nick Crawl on this program. Huge. Uh, huge. That's right. Big fans. As a guy and as a general manager. But, but here's my thing. That, 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 you know, until they show me otherwise, here's my problem. We brought up with Marty Brenneman yesterday. Okay? Pagan's a reliever. Put him in a bullpen. Martinez is a guy 
who up until many of you know his story, you've read about it, but if you don't know it, he was a starter for the Texas Rangers for four years, okay? He was, you know, some good, not so good. Nobody else wants him. He goes to Japan, and he learns how to throw this, they call it a Vulcan changeup, right? Like that, I guess is how you hold it, right? Star Trek. Okay, right. And so... He goes over there, he learns this pitch, and all of a sudden, he is dealing over there in Japan. Padres think, you know what? 30-year-old, 31-year-old guy, let's give him a chance. Let's bring him in here, or whatever he was, maybe late 20s. And they bring him in last year. Most of his starts came early in the season. He made a couple late. He made nine starts total at an ERA of 2-4. The rest of the time, he pitched very well out of the bullpen. There is no doubt Martinez wants to be a starter. And he thinks his best chances of being a starter, getting a chance to start, are right here in Cincinnati. The problem with Martinez is if you're counting on him being a starter, and we don't know. I think he's going to go to spring training with a chance to win a job. You see who's healthy, who's not. I think you pointed out Lodolo. Boy, and I tell you, after listening to an interview with him, uh, it had me very concerned. Just the way he's talking. That this guy might be ready when spring training starts, as you just said, Trace. Uh, but that's for another discussion. But again, here, here, here's my problem. We live in a day and age where everybody is bought into, and Tom Verducci is the guy who gets credit for this and research with Tommy John and all this kind of thing. And when you bring a guy back or, 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 or you have a young starting pitcher, you only want to increase their workload from an inning standpoint anywhere from 10 to 15% from the year before, they have stretched this. They proved it last year with Andrew Abbott, and he proved why you don't. I'm not suggesting they should baby these guys because that's what it's turned into, and David Bell is the ultimate captain hook. But you basically have a staff as it, as it stands right now. And again, good for them for these moves. It's awesome. They're spending money. They're going out and try to build a better team. But they have an entire rotation as we sit here today. And it's why I would have nothing to do with Tyler Glass now. I would have nothing to do with him. Because he would fill the, the, the same criteria which I'm about to say. You have an entire starting rotation full of guys who are going to be on an innings limit count for this season. Because not a single one of them, outside of Brandon Williamson, not a single one of them did not spend time on the injured list. Lodolo basically missed the whole year. Hunter Green basically missed half the year. Andrew Abbott, he, he was done. He was done. They tried to push it. Ashcraft, two years in a row, injured list. Shut her down. And now Martinez pitched 120 innings last year. The most you're going to get out of him probably this year, 165, maybe. I don't know, but that's my only concern. You can't have starting pitchers if you're going to win. You can't have starting. You can say, well, that's the way the game has changed. The game has changed. But go out and look at the teams who were playing deep into October this year or early November. Most of them had at least two or three guys that you could count on giving you six or seven. Well, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Chatterbox Reds. We can't tell you enough how much we appreciate your support. If you had not yet subscribed to Chatterbox Reds on your favorite podcast platform, 
Well, what are you waiting for? Do it right now. During spring training and the regular season, we are the only Reds podcast to have new episodes after every single game. And we will have plenty of off-season coverage between now and then, so be sure to stay tuned. Also, make sure that you subscribe to Chatterbox Sports on YouTube so that you can join us for live episodes of Chatterbox Reds. Hit the bell and turn on notifications so you can get alerts on your phone whenever we go live. Before I let you go, I want to tell you about all of the other great content at Chatterbox Sports. First off, there's our flagship show, Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman, from 10 a.m. to noon, Monday through Friday on YouTube, of course, on Chatterbox Sports. Off the Bench is also available everywhere you get podcasts. Great podcast listen uh, for your drive home, as it's usually posted uh, by 1 or 2 in the afternoon every day. Then there's Chatterbox Bengals. They go live after every single Bengals game, similar fashion to what we do at Chatterbox Reds. Those guys are doing a great job covering the Bengals this season. Speaking of the Bengals, there is Chatterbox Clicker with Coach Kyle Kasky, former Bengals coach. That is every Tuesday night. Coach Kasky breaks down film from the latest Bengals game in a very innovative show on Chatterbox Sports that you do not want to miss. And if that's not enough to fill your NFL fix, there's Mac and JT. That is Wednesday nights on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. Uh, That is all things NFL. They go through each and every game. And then our newest show, Chatterbox Bearcats. That is with host Charlie Walter, formerly of Reds Live. Covers all things UC sports. They are going live on YouTube after every single UC basketball game. So that's, of course, on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. Chatterbox Bearcats is also available everywhere you get podcasts. Links to all those shows are in the episode notes today, so be sure to check them out. Give those guys the support that they deserve. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. Hope that you have a fantastic day, and as always, go Reds.